Raisin Man Arena. Good morning. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. It's Wednesday, June twenty second. Oh my god! And we have we have so much. We have so many things. So many people <laughs> back. So many people here for the first time that I almost don't even know how to start the episode. So many people who are usually on the podcasts that are here too. So yeah, and so many returning people that we have to introduce i'm gonna close the window is that cool or are we hot it's, it's exciting yeah I'm it's cool it's You're exciting because it's a Damn usual it. podcast yes <laughs> usual po- no uh, i wish it were cold in here but i also wish it were quiet outside <laughs> and it's just not happening cold or quiet you can only get one i think quiet for me but you would rather quiet cold yeah. you would rather cold yeah Okay. I guess can't answer because we haven't introduced. We have. I both called. (laughs) We have not introduced, so please stop talking for now. (laughs) That's too for cold. Today we have a guest on the podcast, good friend of ours, also a fan of the podcast, but he does other stuff that's not being a fan of the podcast. Totally, totally. Some people are just fans of the podcast, and that's all they really (laughs) hang their hat on. Would we have someone on who's just a fan of the podcast? Yeah. Yes, you have to. No, we have you on because you have a whole body of work and a whole but like, point of view. I listen to the pod. I have no body of work <laughs> if I am not listening to Racing Man. Because mm, you listen while you work. Exactly. Well, our listeners are re- already reacting. We haven't even introduced the guest yet, but they know who it is. Wow, okay. Legend. Oh, Brian Oaks, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we got Best Josh. Best artist in humanity, Brian Oaks, let's go. Odd the Fodofo. Best drawer in humanity, let's go. <laughs> and as you can hear, our I'm guest still drunk. Our guest has a funny accent. That's if right. You guess, if you can right. guess where he's from before he says it, then you get a Christmas turkey. That's yeah. true. Um, I'll, I'll introduce our guest. This person is someone who Felipe has always told us about that in college they would go to open mics together and Felipe was working really hard to be a good stand-up <laughs> comedian and trying so hard and just bombing constantly uh, in front of his peers and friends. But this other person didn't care about being a stand-up comedian. didn't matter to them at all. So would get on stage and crush every time. And improvised everything. And improvised everything. Didn't do any work, no prep. Just got up there and was, was way better and had the juice. So. We, we got Pedro Bayo on the on the couch hello i am so thankful to be here thank you sarah thank you sam thank you felipe you know actually the first time that i was like on a podcast it was pedro's podcast or your radio show that you did with harrison uh saving lives and josh you harrison and josh at risd that's so funny and you had simple town on it's called saving i had simple town you had Simple Town on, or me and Sam and Will, or something. No, I'm gonna be real. You invented this. Like I never. <laughs> I don't yes, think, you did. I don't think I ever had you. False on this. memory. False you memory. You 100 had us. And you 100 had us. I remember not that I wasn't funny on it, and I felt bad oh, about it. That sounds oh, that sounds right. That sounds like something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Sarah's back. I'm back. I'm back. I was Welcome back, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. When I'm working and I'm listening, and you're not there. I don't work that well. Wow. I got a lot of feedback from people that they missed having me on the podcast. And I want to say to those people, when you say that you're insulting two of my closest friends, you know, who are doing such a Wait, great job Wait, but was the feedback me. that they didn't even like the podcast at all when you were no, on No, just that they were like, you need to get back fast to be on the <laughs> podcast. You have to get dark. back. They, they need you on the podcast. They just said the podcast needs me. The podcast needs me. And I said, no, it doesn't. My two friends can do it. I and think, they're great. Sarah, next time... 
when when we first became friends, you should have told Felipe and I that you were going to be away for so long. Yes. Because it's not fair for you to go away for such a long time. And by the way, if you can guess where Sarah's from, because she also has a funny That's voice. Right. <laughs> and also, you know, Sarah has a little accent. Somebody has to explain <laughs> that to me right now. You know now. what, Sarah? For the last like year, you've been like, I got to quit my job. I need more time to I myself. Know. I, I got to quit my God, job. I, I got to focus on the things that I love. Suddenly you quit your job and you're gone for four weeks? <laughs> Working. What yeah. was it for? Yeah. What are people saying? Felipe? Yo, Steve Smith is out here. Oh. That's insane. Yeah, Steve. Steve Smith. Steve Smith listens like every morning. Really? Yeah, Hi, Steve Smith. Do you know Steve? Steve? I don't know him in real life, but uh, he's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. I like he's been making these videos out of Dolly 2. I'm cool. so jealous. Do you have that? No. Do you have the Dolly 2? No. Steve said he would get me on and give it to me. Dude, what the fuck? Why don't I have the Dolly 2? Like, I Did you work sign up? No, Dali I didn't too. sign up. You gotta sign up to the wait list. I didn't sign you up. You gotta sign up for the wait list. <laughs> you know, but like, did Sleeve Smith like sign up for the wait list? Did you no. sign up for the wait list, Sleeve dude? Smith, how did you get it? <laughs> Dolly just probably knew that Steve Smith was the real deal and he just got the <laughs> shit. I like, I wanna be recognized as the real shit. Well, and get Dolly too, just for the vibe. We're one, we're one rung down, or maybe two rungs down. The first, <laughs> there's the guys who Dolly gives it to. Then there's the waitlist guys who get it first. And then there's the waitlist guys who get a second. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. you just got to keep podcasting, keep being a guest on different shows. You know. Damn. Sleeve says, "I tried. I emailed the lady." Oh, so he doesn't have it? No, he does. No, no, he tried to get it for me. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Look. Steve Smith has the lady's email. It's the whole thing, you know. Like, <laughs> right, so give me the email. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, no, no, give uh, it to me. That tells I'll, you everything you need to know. I'll send her more than one email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Felipe can go kind of ham on a lady. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've been known to email a lady before. That's funny. That's funny. Um, um. <laughs> this is stupid, but we were going to try to have Cecilia Condon on the podcast tomorrow because she's got these screenings at Spectacle. Yeah. And Felipe and Sam needed to watch all her videos before we could have her on. So Felipe emailed Spectacle, <laughs> right, to, <laughs> to get a link to all the videos when she just has all her shit on YouTube. Well, so just yeah. an annoying guy emailing <laughs> And I sent him a book. I was like, look, let me explain. Please, I have a podcast please. and w it would be good for you guys to send me the link to these videos. Like, I know that you sell tickets. You're twisting their And I said, I said, I'm willing to pay the entry price to, so you can send me a Dropbox link. And then Sarah was like, all the videos are on our website for free. They're all together. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. There's something in there. Well, also, everyone. Sam, we were talking about having her on and Sam was like, yeah, you know, if it's next week, we have to watch all the videos out. The more time, the better. And I'm like, how much time do you need? There's like five, <laughs> ten minute videos. <laughs> you can sit down That's and watch them. That's, That's a full movie. That's a full movie. So okay. Josh is telling movie. us that it was Felipe and Ian who had the podcast. Who we were on Saving Lives. Josh, I was not there, though. Yes, you were, dude. <laughs> I really don't remember this, and I, I have a relatively good memory. <laughs> so what was the... I don't know. I remember thinking you I guys were cool. so cool that you had this we were radio so show. Young. Harrison right. still had long hair. Ha we ha we both had long hair. Maybe that's what. Maybe that was the facade. The facade you fell for. Yeah, yeah. you guys had long hair, so that you were cool. Uh, you're in college. You have long hair, like, sort of gives you this energy. It's true. Yeah. You had long hair in college. I also had long hair, but it didn't give me that energy. It was like a bob. What's the name of that character energy. in Shrek? Yeah, uh, I look like Lord Farquaad. Yeah. I, I had that before. People have told me that yes, before. I actually yeah. got the hair I got, I think maybe because of you. Wow. No, you didn't. Kind you had of. it before, bro. <laughs> no, dude. I think... 
I don't know. We I believe our guests. Whatever Pedro remembers is what we accept as. Wait, what else is in the chat? So K is in the chat time warp. Can only stay live for a moment, but happy to be here. There's another Ooh. AI Vic Burger has been using that I can't remember the name of. It does much more high res and like the niche hip AI. There's I no way. They need to do high res. I want to see those faces. Stop blurring out the faces. Yeah, in uh, what? In AI art? In Mini Dolly. Mini. Dolly. No, Dolly Mini is such. It's so whack. Oh, shit. It's not whack. It's funny. You put Shrek in the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> have you seen that? I love that shit. I love um, people have been doing a lot. Um, the banality of oh, evil. Fuck my life. That's what? why I would never be able to be in a podcast. I just forget. You things. forget. It's okay. You it's just okay. say something else. It's like little kid. The little kid toys. Uh, Funko Fisher Pops. Price. Fisher Price. Oh, Fisher Price guillotine. Dude, Did you see people are just like Fisher Price this, Fisher Price that. And every time I see it, I just like laugh. I love it. How does the AI know how, how does do Fisher that? Price? I don't know. I think it's Google. It's like a Google search. I know, but then the AI is like, okay, if it was this object, Fisher Price, this is what it would look like. It's insane. Dude, I could never... If anybody hired me, like, hey, Pedro, like, could you do a little 3D, like, Fisher Price guillotine? I would cry for a month. <laughs> You'd be like, I can't do that shit. <laughs> 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 mm. Wait, so, Sarah, what? I feel like, what did. Do you want to just Say catch us up doing? to with you where and, the then, fuck we, and were then we can. you, ask, Sarah yeah. Wilson? Yo, I was in Hunt, Texas, which is like two hours outside of Austin, two hours outside of San Antonio, working on this feature film with strangers really like everybody there was a lot of people on there who were kind of like random fucks like didn't know other people but i was like the randomest fuck like i didn't re know anybody there and it really like i care if i told you this but it brought me back like to being at sleepaway camp where i went and i didn't have any friends like not only is like oh i remember that but it's like fully like i am embodied there right now like i feel the same level of anxiety <laughs> and insecurity in my personality <laughs> and like a total inability for a couple days to even like be myself and remember what i'm like it's funny because it you kept stressful. you kept texting me like Early the on. vibe here is like too positive like <laughs> i can't oh never mind <laughs> well, we're all gonna buddy up and go to the lake now and then yeah. like just well, dread just yeah, fills your body it's really Really stressed me out it was hard like because i went into it being like i know i feel awkward a lot of times if i don't know anybody in a situation but um i thought i was old enough that i would just be over that you, know, you get to yeah. a certain point where when, you're like when you're hanging out with other 30 year olds, yeah. <laughs> olds that should go away exactly you know? <laughs> exactly like a certain point you're just like well i am who i am and it, like whatever i accept it but I guess all I'm saying is that when you described this to me the other day, or like even just now, I'm like, Sleepaway Camp sounds awesome. I'd love that. I'd love yeah, to go to Sleepaway know, Camp this summer. Did you have fun? Did you guys go to Sleepaway Camp? I went to, I actually was um, head counselor at a camp. Which wow. camp? It's called La Llanada. It's like a Venezuelan camp in Miami. So mm. people send their kids so they don't forget Spanish. Mm, I see. And oh, is, cool. that, is Venezuela where you're from? So I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to ruin this turkey. So is Lionel under hunt. Maduro's? Uh, <laughs> it's under Maduro's. <laughs> Funny enough, <laughs> uh, the girls, the the daughters of the other guy who's not Maduro, used to go to the camp. Oh, I see. So you're gonna call. No, a call from Uber. Why is How is Uber gonna call, is Uber gonna call you? He's, Uber's calling you. Oh, okay. Let's. What the fuck? Yo, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Can we get that coffee? Excuse me? You got some. You want some coffee? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm inside. Is this Postmates? <laughs> <laughs> Who else would it be? Uh, uh, What's going on? You got to go get it? Give Edgar time to drop off your... This is so weird. It's fine. Let's not think about this. <laughs> no, sure. I, have, I, I got breakfast. Postmates. 
Um, I got Postmates because I just woke up. But I'm, I'm like really... I am a grumpy person if I don't have my breakfast. Do you want coffee? Or I can go get the Postmates it's for coming. you. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I it's guess coming. So. Can well, I have coffee? Yeah, yeah. You want to pour yeah. yourself some coffee? Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to quickly frame for someone who doesn't know who Pedro is, why... I don't know what he does, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Does that seem like the move? That that does seem like the move. I was trying to think of what my first memory of Pedro was, and it was that uh, he got into Starla the year I left, and that everyone said he was really, really funny and amazing. That's all I knew. Of. And then I met him, like, years after that, but that's really it. I don't think I ha- my story about Pedro is, like, the best way into his biography. Yeah, and I think... You know, I, I like that one. And if you're someone... <laughs> that's my biography. And if you're someone who doesn't know Pedro, him getting into Starla is a, is a string of words that means <laughs> yeah, close yeah, to yeah. nothing. <laughs> um, so that should explain it all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro's a visual artist. Yes. An animator. Yes. A 3D animator. An yes. artistic director? An, the artistic yes. director of an NFT line. Yes. A project. A whole universe. A graffiti artist. Back, way back when. Way back when. A hey, film, but don't tell anyone. A film director. Yes. And a musician with yes. at least, how many, what do you have out? LPs, albums? We've at least, uh, two singles out, we've at least 5K listens. So, get ready for me. Under the name? Pedro TQM, which means... Te quiero mucho. Te quiero mucho, which means I love you so much. And guys, anybody listening right now, I fucking love you. For real. You know one thing about Pedro? This is like a... Don't pr- yell at our listeners. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm still drunk. <laughs> this is a problem I have. Not a problem, but this is a dimension of our friendship is that really early on, I tried to insist that me and Pedro speak Spanish with each other. And Pedro shut that down pretty quickly. I was wow. like, no. Pedro will not allow me to speak Spanish to him. Oh my gosh. And we only speak in English. Pedro speaks Spanish to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> me and Sam speak Spanish all the time. Bro, why didn't you? Why don't you want to speak Spanish? It makes me think that my Spanish is not yeah, good. But that's not my that's, but your Spanish yeah. is amazing. My Spanish is fine. I will say that I don't have any insecurities with my Spanish. I don't speak Spanish myself that much. I mostly, even though I have this strong ass accent, I mostly speak English, or with my f- close friends, Spanglish. So I'll say a couple words in Spanish, mm. couple words in English. Is that okay, Felipe? If it's a couple words in Spanish, a couple words in English? Sometimes we say a couple <laughs> words in Spanish over text. Even, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yo, like, if I'm talking about art and the type of stuff that we're talking about, I feel a lot more comfortable. Like, I'm not going to, I don't know. The big words I know are like college words in English. Yeah. yeah. My Spanish is like for my grandma, like, hey, I love you, like, God bless you type shit. But like. Wait, but how long into your life were you speaking only Spanish? Like, when did you start speaking English all day long? High school. In high school, yeah. like freshman year of high school, you started speaking Because that's when I moved to Miami. I see. In high I see. school. Um, and yeah. sometimes there are words for like beauty in art mm-hmm. that can only be expressed in, in Spanish. Is that correct? Spanish has a, the undescribable concept of viernes. Of <laughs> 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 viernes. A word that doesn't exist in yeah. any other language. Yes. Just like biblioteca. Like, tell me, anybody tell me how you say biblioteca right you now can't. in English. There's no way. You can't. <laughs> you can't. It's Skedenfrode. Biblioteca is the Skedenfrode. You know mm-hmm. Skedenfrode? It's like Skedenfrode. People love that yeah. shit. Do you guys know Skedenfrode? Sk- Skedenfrode? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it, what does it mean in, in German? I know it's German. It's the pleasure, getting pleasure Pleasur- at the pain of others. Oh, Schadenfreude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Skijifrudi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know that concept. I've never experienced that. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've 
What about an evil person? Getting tripping or like getting oh like an evil person? Hmm. Yeah, like when you saw when you saw Joe Biden fall off his bike this week. We're getting topical. <laughs> yeah, I love a topic. Yeah, topic, topic. you do not feel happiness. You know, no, the, the I was kidding. I have experienced it, but the Joe Biden thing, I actually feel sad when yeah, I see an old man. I know I have he's a an sad old thing man. happen. But he's the steward of neoliberalism. He I'm, was he was he destroyed architect. Bernie. He's like one of the he's yeah. one of the icons of the you know. Crime. I like to see him fail. Crime. Yeah, me personally, but not fall. <laughs> I like to see him fall. You like to see him, but fall? I wouldn't like if he died. Like, if he fell and he died, I would actually be relatively sad. That would be kind of... I mean, would it suck. Just as a hu- on a human level. <laughs> yeah, relatively. on a human level, of course. To yeah. lose any like, life. Listen, yeah. I am as communist as anyone else listening to this. Mm-hmm. Then again, you know, I don't want Joe Biden to so fall and die. So, Pedro, so you moved... Let's talk politics. You Give me fucking the hard questions. You moved to Miami and you tamed your wild Spanish tongue and you started speaking <laughs> English. Oh. And then you were like, I'm going to get into weird shit. And then you. What do you mean? Oh, oh you, yeah. Wait. You, so you went to this, this, um, this arts high school that all the other boys yes. I know went to. Right? <laughs> yes. Listen to anyone listening. I'm a privilege. Well, I used to be. You know, I, I fell off a couple times monetarily wise, <laughs> but uh, I had a very privileged high school experience. I went to an arts boarding school, where I had a lot of fun, and I just talked about art all the time, all the time. Uh, and th- there's other boys that we know in this in our scene I- right. in New York City who, who are as fortunate as wait who else found ben, ben, ben I know Ben the guy who from else? Alaska Coulter Coulter went Coulter to, went to, to uh, uh, what's it called to it's called Interlochen yeah who else Interlochen I think that's it I, from what I know oh. in your those scene. boys are kind of around yeah those yeah. boys are big in my life I didn't realize um, Col- so you knew Coulter from high school I don't he went to high school right after I had graduated ah oh, I yeah. see I see. And Coulter yeah. speaks English. That's right. <laughs> That's and a little yeah. Spanish when we're together. <laughs> yeah. Yo, here's my question. What's bisque too? Oh, so bisque is cool. Bisque is a collect. Uh, <laughs> we just collective. asked Pedro about different things from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So who is that? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I am on a, I am on Instagram. Follow yeah. for follow. Anybody <laughs> yeah. that follows me in the next hour, I will follow back. As w- next hour only. Follow for next follow. next hour. Yes. Follow you for say follow. What your Instagram handle is? No. <laughs> I want people to just fucking find it. It's uh, it's on everything that I posted. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so. That's the clue. I think we should probably get to the biscuit thing because we just got you arrived in Miami. <laughs> that's where we are. That was in high school. That's nice. Well, we're going back and forth. All right, then let's just go. What's so, so, so Pedro went to arts high school. Then he went to college where he got into Starla. <laughs> <laughs> and then he we're still, I've, we're still at my like. I feel like we should do like the thing quickly so we can get topical, right? Or what? The, what's the deal? No, I mean you know. So, so, so just to give an overview, we could talk about topics or whatever. But I am curious about the shit. I'm curious about Ad World. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Could, I will talk about. I don't those know. Things. Would you talk about Borscht? I'll, I would talk about Borscht. Yes. Okay, so Borscht. Borscht. <laughs> Ad World, I want to talk about my samskara and what, what to do oh, with yeah, it. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to Sam's samskara. I'm so and jealous. And then we want that. Bisque here as well. And then I want to hear about Bisque. So let's do it yeah. chronologically, right? So, well, would Borscht... Wait, no, because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. not chronological. I mean, in terms of how it's encountered <laughs> wow, we're breaking in, Felipe, this. We're in breaking Felipe's... This. I mean, in uh, Pedro's life. Sorry, you're both, you both speak Spanish. I'm lying to you in my head. Um... Okay, so you guys went to college together. Pedro, after college, Pedro moves to Miami, and he joins this thing called Borscht. Borscht. But, but maybe for the comedy world of Brooklyn, New York City, I used to do comedy. So that's how I'm here a little bit. 
I don't know. We I just did ma- stand up. I did improv. You know, like I want to have. He's I want to solidify mm. the fact that yeah. anyone listening Respect. from the Brooklyn yeah. comedy, I'm just like Cheech. you guys. He's not a civilian. <laughs> this guy's it. been in the trenches. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll actually, comedy world. okay, wait. This is actually the first time I became aware of you was because someone told me about your film La Noche. That's a good film that you made with Ben Gordon. Yes, we which did. was like based. It was sort of like in uh, inspired by like a Japanese. It was sort of like a Japanese. It's by uh, Tokyo Drifters, which is a movie that I recommend highly. And I, remember s- and I remember seeing, I have not seen this movie, but I remember seeing it and thinking, wow, high schoolers made this. It was very next level. It was cool. It was so like cooler than anything anyone at RISD had made, and you guys were in high school. And they were in high school. We were copying. Whoa. Well, we were actually in our gap year. So both Ben and I didn't go to college. Or <laughs> did Ben go to college, ASAP? I think we were both on a gap year. Okay. So we made a movie in the gap year called La Noche, wow. which is a copy of uh, Tokyo Drifters, which is a movie where these Japanese guys were in a red suit. Wow. Whoa! And, and so there's some people wearing a red suit, suit in, in it. a movie. It just it's a cl- it's a key of making something be- artsy. Mm-hmm. You wear a red su- or like a color suit, and you're like yeah. sad in it. Yeah, you know. that's a good idea. Wes Anderson vibes. Woody Allen. Ben plays Woody Allen in that. film. Ben actually does an impression of Woody Allen. And in like that movie, a month ago, uh, this girl that went to high school before me, who liked that movie calls me on the phone okay and he's just like hey do you have a live link to la noche and i'm just like this is the craziest call i've ever a done a live it. link it's on video like is it exactly Google but it. she wanted it because she was hanging out with woody allen's daughter wow so funny so funny and she so was like i have it? to show this i have to show this to her and i was like no nobody has to see that anymore <laughs> 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 but she showed it to her and she was she didn't talk me talk to me after and I like texted her like a week later, like, "Hey, like, did she like it?" And she was like, "Yeah." In my mind, she was probably like, "Why the fuck would you yeah, show honestly, me this?" Yeah, honestly, if you're Woody Allen's daughter, a high school film. If you're Woody Allen's daughter, how <laughs> many how <laughs> many <laughs> videos of people doing impressions of your dad do you really <laughs> want to see? Right. How interesting yeah. could that be to you? Mine gets pretty uh, trippy, you know, if you think about it, because it's not a straight up imitation. No, it isn't. It lives within a Japanese film. Yeah. I got in trouble because I put a bunch of uh, Japanese titles. On and you it. got canceled for it? Uh, half seas. Yeah. Who got who got you in trouble? This girl, this very talented painter, Minsu, uh, was just like, hey, like. Wait, was she also dual degree? Minsu was a dual degree. Yeah, I, I know think Minsu, so. Yeah. She rocks. Wait, am I wrong about who this or is? She was a cool ass painter, but I just remember one of my first conversations where she was like, "Hey, this is fucked up," and I was just like, "No." And how'd that go? It went pretty badly. I don't think. I think huh. that. I don't think. I think that if you ask her, like, "Hey, what's up with Pedro? You like him?" She wouldn't be like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I you, like that guy." Yeah. If you think geopolitically about Japan and their imperial, you know, and their imperial impact on the on the on the east. on Venezuela specifically, then, there's. I have this little card where I'm just like, "Well, like, what the fuck is Venezuelan media?" You know, like telenovelas. I'm not going to be copying that. I'm going to be copying artsy as fuck Japanese anime. Yeah. I'm not going to be like so that was referencing Doña Barbara, you know. Right. Like, what the so fuck? Can I do a little like tangential thing about this? Please, please. Yeah, of course. Um, so you know how we got, did you guys talk about how we got spotlighted on Brad Trammell 
just visually. Did you talk about that on the podcast? We haven't. We didn't talk about. We it didn't talk podcast. about it on the podcast. Okay. No. Um, you should bring that up. People should know. Yeah, this is very tangentially related, but it'll connect back. So Please. Brad Tramel, people know who that is. It's an art world critic guy who's big a on dude the that internet. We talk about on this, and we talk about him on the, the podcast <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just did an episode called like the Beef Report. That's about like why do all these like tiny little podcasts and internet influencer people have like beef with each other? Um, and he did a, an infographic of a bunch of places like Red. Scare and he was trying like, to illustrate all the different kinds of like alternative media sources you would get, and so there's like a collage of all of them. Yeah, as, uh, to illustrate maybe twenty, maybe maybe twenty. And the Raisin Man. Damn it, you guys made it. Was on there. And we're and on, we it. And it on Throughout there. the yeah. video, there's a few graphics that have like like mosaics of different, alt- and then we're on it, and I was like, I. I felt a little... I was like, wait, why are we on there? <laughs> like, I felt like he was trolling. I was making fun of us. Yeah. Like, we're next to, like, big podcasts. He yeah. trolls. He trolls. He's, yeah, he, that is a troll. Well, also, why would he... Why would he even know? I mean, I guess through, like, Jake or something. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, he, he probably listened. He, yeah. I think he... I told him, I was like, thanks for putting us in. And then he sort of, like, made a joke about how our... I think he made a joke about how we, like crib his shit and like talk about it on the podcast that's so, funny. <laughs> so i think he just listened and he was like that's funny um, i love brad Truman. he did an him. epic troll i love him uh, but it's a great nft episode that really inspired me to make money on nfts wait really you well, it, maybe I watched it. <laughs> yeah. it inspired you to do nfts it is it um i think brad Trammell was just talking about nfts in this way where he's just like hey this is a this is uh wrong and i was just like damn i couldn't make money there Damn. And then I sort of did. Wow. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I meant to I don't think that was meant that. to inspire people to make NFTs, <coughs> no, but it definitely sort not. of inspired me. It was sort of the opposite. He inspired me to go to art school. Yeah. <laughs> <Brad> Trumel, <laughs> he inspired me to enter the art world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I bring it up because I think when I was like in high school and even half of college basically, I didn't understand that you can like uh be in relationship with an art world or like know people who are bigger than you in that world and be influenced by them and then one day come to know them personally or to influence them back or know other people. Um, That just like didn't make any sense to me and I understood art as just like something that you're a consumer of that you go to Blockbuster and you get the DVDs and you watch them and then you don't make a movie that's like the movie you saw. You just watch that movie. And, and then you just you, get over it. And then you get over it. So yeah. Brad Trammell putting us in his video no. is what brought you to no. the, the new <laughs> feeling? <laughs> no. Um, but then in college, I had this friend named Allie Lott, who I don't think listens to the podcast, but she'll be in town in a couple weeks. And she was really into the art world and knowing about it. And she was from like a really small town in Pennsylvania. And I don't know how she knew this, but that she knew that you could like know those people and like make work that those people thought was cool and stuff in this world. Um, and that it wasn't just like a one-sided transaction. And she introduced me to Brad Trammell's stuff and I started following him when I was in college. And so then oh, to wow. be on his shit now, I'm like, this is the thing that I didn't understand basically pre-following Brad Trammell who talks about you know the art world and how it works. Sure. And then to be known at all by him is like the completion of the arc of You're like, that. I so, am art. Yes. Now I am finally <laughs> art. Yes. And I know that it's not a big deal for us to be in a visual in sure. a, uh, yeah, a shot of his video, but it's just a funny thing. And then to hear you talk about making this video in high school, I'm just like, this is the thing that I am like jealous of, like not people so much having like financial privilege or something when they were younger, but like knowing that you could even make an artistic thing and have it be in conversation with like some shit in Japan that if I was a kid, I'd just be like, I don't know shit about that. Yeah. 
I wouldn't even know to take a gap I was just going to say, like, but you've been, you've been in, the, in the green room at Union Hall with some of the some biggest of the stars biggest in comedy. Stars in comedy. <laughs> and that wasn't the moment where you felt like, well, I've broken through. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, wow, well, yeah. all these people that I've admired for a couple of years are actually kind of sad and yeah. regular, <laughs> regular people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Sam, you were kind of walking us through the different stages of Pedro's life. Yeah, well... Sammy's uh, right here. Sammy's a person that knows me best, huh. and thank you, Sam, for knowing me. I so am. Well. From I mean, sorry, what were we gonna say? Because I do have sort of a, a kind of framing question. Yeah, I mean, shoot for it. I was just my suggestion was we could go through all the topics that we just managed mentioned in chronology. Sure. You know, so first would be borscht, right? Well, no, first Damn, would be he's la noche. So process oriented. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So Process first is La Noche, <laughs> then college, and then you went into Borscht right after college. I did, yes. So, yes. So right on track. But Borscht is like a, it's like a spicy topic. It's to a very about. spicy so topic. Maybe, so I'm curious if people here, like, or like, you guys even know what the fuck is Borscht? Like, or like people here want to talk about Borscht? You know what the fuck we is got Borscht. a lot of listeners. You brought in a lot of listeners. Yeah. That's funny. Josh, uh, yeah, fuck Joe Biden and uh, bombing people. I, f- I hope he falls and dies. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Uh, Racing Man Latina, yes. <laughs> wow, the, reading the chat is actually pretty hard. So, so <laughs> it is hard, and it takes you away, yeah, from the topics. But so, l- we'll but I've been in the chat, it. and I fucking love it when you guys read what I said. I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> really? <laughs> How do you even get on the chat? You're just up at like six in the morning. Well, here's the thing: you guys did podcast number. You guys were like, I'm gonna do a podcast, and I was just like there in my house listening. So I like, <laughs> I've been in the chat. Yo, I've been listening to Racing Man since, like, pandemic. Like, I listen to every episode on the pandemic. Oh, shit. Wilson is here for the Borscht tea. Listen, Wilson, call me on my phone. <laughs> I'll answer to fucking everything. <laughs> this is for people. The Sorry. lawsuits, the fucking everything. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> no well, lawyer. Who's Wilson Internet? Well, I don't know, but let's he get into, Let's get into it. And we, and Lamau. Can, no Lamau, brother. This is my life. I'll talk to you about it right now. <laughs> call me. For two first-time um, chatters in a row. Anyway, you so. can lie to anything you don't want us to talk about. But well, there's things that there's things that I can't talk about just because. Um, wait, no, fucking ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so after college, so you I went you, to Borscht. Yes, you went to Borscht, which is in Miami. What is Borscht? Borscht was a film collective that lasted around ten years. I was part of the last two. Damn, relatively. Um, it was a non-profit from Miami that just pretty much got grants to make movies in Miami. Based specifically in this time in Miami where like Iron Man 3 was made in Miami. So at some point, the major of Miami was just like, let's like put like the tax. You know how like Atlanta like has all of these tax like things and there's a couple cities like Utah or something which is like, if you come make a movie in Utah, like you don't pay taxes and shit like that. Miami had that face. Borscht sort of like came up from that face and got a lot of like art grants to make uh, films. I was an intern there and I just sort of like, uh, it felt a lot. I was talking to my friend Harrison who was there for a little bit and we were talking about it as Fort Thunder. Have you heard of Fort Thunder? Oh yeah. Fort Thunder is this like cool Providence collective that happens at some point in the 90s. It was just a bunch of people who were probably really fucked up living on a house with a lot of uh, cr- like shit on it yeah. and playing noise music in Providence. So Borscht was similar in the sense that it was just a film collective that was making art 
and we had a mall. You had a mall? A mall. So what there was this mall? abandoned mall what the in hell? the middle of Miami. And this is like gentrification one of one, like Mana Contemporary, which is a gallery. Have you guys heard of Mana? It's a gallery. Mm-mm. Mana Contemporary is a, a, a little wing of Mana development. So. Ooh. So they, so they come in. One they, come one. in yeah. they come in. There's an empty. There's an empty warehouse. First, we got a gallery in there. Later on, it's condos. Yeah, then condos. Literally like that. Um, I never felt horrible about it, just because Miami downtown was a place where they sold electronics. So we weren't displacing people as much as it's just like nobody buys electronics anymore. Like sure. radios and TVs and shit. And you know? everybody buys little strange videos that have like nobody w- buys that either weird like use of t- <laughs> like after effects and stuff like that yeah that was me that was, that's <laughs> what I was doing nobody buys that either but we were there for around two years and then we got heavily cancelled we but not you uh me too as well a little bit you Better. guys have a cancelled person in your show it's okay we, we, we believe in that well, you should have told us to that have before you, <laughs> but until we know what it is <laughs> <laughs> but that was borscht you should have told okay, us okay cool so Wow. Are there any before we get to the can the the downfall of Borscht? Yes. Are was what was cool about it, or was it cool? Was did it feel special? Did it Borscht, feel Borscht was really fire? I think a lot of people got hurt in the process. No. And that's, yeah, that's the dark part of it. Well, but yeah. well, but he said was what was cool. <laughs> he, he, was cool he said, "Say the yeah. cool thing first. No, you were first the hurt. Wait, what? You, you I'm sensitive like yeah. that. You <laughs> were at this. You were in this mall doing what every day? You're making videos, I was and they're marijuana. giving giving you money. <laughs> no, I was smoking marijuana, and I had no job. But you were just going intern. in every day to this mall. <laughs> I was trying to. So most of the time, I was trying to finish this movie. Uh, like I did that Japanese film. I have this thing with the movies that I do, where like I have like this very high concept idea of like what this film was gonna be." I did a film called Oi that almost got to Sundance. I got a little... Wait, have I seen that? You should watch Oi. I think... Yeah, you didn't like it that much. Wait, wait, did I not? Was it one of your Chachi suitcase things? It's sort of like... So there's like Chachi, Chachi, Chunky, Oi. Oi almost went to Sundance. Oh, it's the one you sent me and I gave you you feedback? Yeah. It's like a little clown. No, no. Here's the thing. (laughs) I did that. I was really stoned. You know, it can be be rough. (laughs) Felipe, I actually... Felipe is someone... How I know Felipe. Felipe is someone that like really cares about craft. I am nerdy enough to care about it, and like we, I like a conversation with just like, hey, craft wise, this put this thing that you put a lot of heart on, is not. Oh, I'm amazing. sorry, man. I feel bad if I hurt. No, no, but like, that's the real shit. You know what I mean? You that's don't the want real people, shit. Yeah, that's the real shit. Like craft. I. The only thing I have in this world is fucking craft. And I'm like, I'm trying to be 70 and like doing shit. You know what yeah, I mean? And like, totally. I feel like also the only people I wouldn't give real feedback to are people who I don't believe they can do anything. That better. they can do the good shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if anybody guys, if you guys are artists listening to this and everybody likes your stuff, you guys are making really ugly shit. It's true. No one's, you, tell, no one's yeah, telling you. No one's telling, no one's telling you. Telling like, you. <laughs> there's no better like signal that what you're doing is cool and important that people being like yo like fuck this shit that you made or something like mm-hmm. when people are like hating online and shit like <laughs> that like right. that shit is just like i go to sleep like nice like i i have that Kanye west vibe on if that. people like, are calling you cringe online yeah if they're sending you people you might are, be cringe yeah. if, if people are calling you cringe online <laughs> you might be wait cringe. so if it's cringe is bad if but other shit no is cringe good. is not yeah. bad but but on scary car in the comments when people said that you guys look old that was good yeah, well that's good. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did people say that? 
said you didn't look like you're in high school. Because you know the voiceover says like four high schoolers or whatever? It says four teens. Four and teens. then someone goes, these teens. people look like they're in their early 30s. <laughs> 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 but that was the joke. That was the joke. That was the joke. But yeah. we have had videos where people are like, cringe. This is cringe. Yeah, and well, it always yeah. hurts my feelings. <laughs> but they're just confused. Sometimes people are confused. I know. People so are you so always got to count for that. Wait, so you were working on Oi at Borscht. yes. Wait, I have a funny thing to say. I... Or I think it's funny. I listen to Racing Man all the time. Every time you guys have guests, I'm just like, dude, fuck this random person that just comes to talk to you. <laughs> 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 I just want to hear Sarah Felipe. <laughs> 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 so time, time warp is in that body. He's like, I'm here for racing team only. Yeah, like, I don't know real, who the fuck that real. guy is. <laughs> yeah, for real. And that's good for them to feel because, you know, come tomorrow, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, this is. So. I'm a one time only. Here. Well, you know, I've always felt this way because we keep talking about how this, or maybe I'm keep talking about it, but it's like this is the year of guests. We're trying to get a lot of guests on, and I think podcasts can go one of two ways, right? Where it's like it's either the team, and you like the team, or it's a lot of guests. And I think sometimes I'll say this about Marin, for instance. Like, Marin has access. I don't know if he's like if you got the be- biggest comedians in the world to come and talk to you, could you just? Could, do you have like a lot of leeway in how good your podcast is just because you get the, you know for what I'm sure. saying? Yeah, for sure. People fucking like, I'm trying to think about like who, who goes to Marin, but I am not Dua Lipa, I guess, you know. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, we're getting smaller, you know, we're not getting. <laughs> he had, did he have Dua Lipa? <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like he has that so, level uh, of guests, you, you know. So you see, like he has like a Robin Williams episode where they like go deep into depression, like come on you know yeah. yeah it's true so all i'm saying is there's a fork in front of us right and it's and you choose either the path of like this is what it is us three or you go the path of let's get as many people on and then you get randos listening it's like i like pedro i'm gonna listen to this podcast i like x person i'm gonna yeah. listen to this podcast or is it you know what i'm saying yeah i wonder what choice you guys are gonna make well, the choice that you guys made today is to have me hung over here so i anybody that's fucking with that here we are, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I don't think it's a duality. I think you can kind of dip into it sometimes, and you can have yeah. on guests that that facilitate and bring forth like the lovely colors of Felipe and Sarah and Sam. You yeah, know I, mean? I think we've always just done what's fun. Yeah, seems fun. So definitely seemed fun to have Pedro. Yeah, you know? I mean you're. A good I can only hope guest, I yeah. bring out your colors, your true <laughs> colors. <laughs> but we can. Should should we stop it now? Bring in <laughs> colors. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop now. Is this this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. getting, um, getting. No, no, you get to borscht. You get to borscht, and um, so you're doing all this cool shit. You're making oi, and it's uh, after cha cha and chi chi. Guys, I made a lot of short films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you made the cheese one, which I uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, the cheese challenge. That's cheese challenge is very funny, but anyways, go on, go on, go on. Okay, and there's <laughs> other people there. At yes. Borscht, who at least in my life are like are big people, players in in a sort of scene of filmmakers. Very talented people were around. Yes. Um, and then Borscht dissolves. Wait. And, we, and as oh, an fuck. outsider, I'm like, what happened? And suddenly, there's all these people yep. at Borscht. Yep. Who, who are, are here na- here in New York Washing City now? Washing up on our shore here. It's true. Who? Yes, who out here with vests <laughs> and floaty floaty rafts? Yes. Yes. coming to the shore. Just like in driving. Miami. Just like once upon yes. a time, people yes. arrived to Miami. So escaping. So so all these people who I associate with this <laughs> with the filmmaking scene in Miami are now in New York City, changing the landscape of my yes, life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Who are exactly. these people? <laughs> Wait, and, and I don't know why. No. And then so my question is: the question mark is what happened to Borscht? 
I'm not gonna. I don't want to go into that. See, he's like, going into <laughs> he's getting spicy. He gives out his phone number, but then he doesn't talk about it on the podcast. Uh, here's the thing. I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of people involved, and ultimately, like my word matters so little. I was just an intern making art, and then the thing dissolved, and like I don't have anything to like. I wouldn't be able to come here and talk about the spicy shit because I ultimately wasn't the spicy person on mm. it. Yeah, you know. I, I do have I, I do have a, a, a question about unless Bush. you fucking call me call him some spicy little <laughs> shit to say <laughs> <laughs> um is it I w- I remember me and Sam were like last year we were kind of going watching a bunch of people's videos and I was like oh there's like a borscht style there was there like was a thing a in the last two sure. years that I was like oh this all these people are making videos with like some of the same kind of aesthetic vibes and it's kind of immigrating into the rest of can you describe what it is well it's like a bunch of stuff but i guess if i had to uh, there i saw a lot of kind of mixed media like videos that that would like and this was something that lena was doing but i noticed it kind of across it was like videos that would use like the browser screen like we're in the browser screen Mm. and now we're on like a phone and now we're like on a diff we're like using different like mediums to in the same video um Maybe something about like it's something about it being non-linear. It's, I, don't I think know. there was a Borscht budget, you know, so like that becomes a st- an aesthetic to a certain degree. Like, like there was no budget to make things, um, but there was a lot of space. I think that in New York City, you guys don't have like a warehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, we had space to paint shit and to like put a little set together. So there's like that becomes the aesthetic of the of the collective to a certain degree. I see. Um, and definitely like non-linear shit. I feel like a lot the people who found it are not like film school people, just sort of like film nerds. So we were not like, here's the little story that happens in a room or something. Like it was very much like the guy who was my mentor at the time, or I saw him as my mentor. Like his films were always very like high. Like there's this film that I love by him where he's like, it's like the he did a sequel to Vanilla Ice movie. You just, hmm. that's cool. What's up with <laughs> that? You know? I, it also seemed to me maybe this is just the work that I saw, but there was like a big commitment to funny. Like yeah, the work was funny. Your work, Lena's, Dylan's, Harrison's. It's it's like really funny stuff. The work was funny, but it was never comedy. Like we were always trying to like go drama with it. Mm. Well, you wouldn't want to position yourself as in the comedy scene because no. that would be incredibly uncool and lame. <laughs> but How is the comedy scene these days? Don't uh, We don't know. Or yeah. I don't Who knows know. From <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. Yeah, the exactly. one to ask. But it was cool, I guess, from my perspective because Simple Town and, and all of us here have been like in the comedy scene in New York like making videos, but that can be a kind of lonely tr- like thing to p- path to ply i don't know what the phrase is path to ply yeah um Plying because the there are people in in comedy who make videos but they aren't like a lot and sometimes they're sort of hard to access it's not the comedy scene isn't the same as like a filmmaking scene and so here there were all these people at borscht who suddenly came to new york and they were all making shorts <laughs> i'm so curious who are these people who are in new york now well, I think it's also just it felt that way because right, it was like exactly. uh, you moved away from Miami. It felt like at the same time, like you went to L.A. with Lena and then like 
Harrison moved here, and then we suddenly knew who Coulter was. It's like true. all of these yeah, people yeah, who yeah. Yeah. But Coulter wasn't in Borscht. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Harrison, Borscht but that we didn't Harrison was in Borscht with me. Yeah. I don't know if it's that they moved to New York, but rather that like we were suddenly aware of them. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, and they were making funny, funny videos. So it was like a scene of people who make cool video art. Some of it's funny. Some of it feels funny forward. And that felt new to me and different from like a scene of people who like go to open mics all the time and are trying to be stand-ups, which was like a scene we were also in, but never, never to me felt like encompassed like everything that it, we do. And like yeah. animators too in this, in this uh, scene of filmmakers, you know? Yeah, which is interesting because I feel like part of the reason why I wanted to be a comedian was because I wanted to be in a scene and know people. And I knew when you're a comedian, you go to shows, there's people at the shows, then you know those people. Being a filmmaker or like a writer or something seemed to me like a really solitary life. So then to see like people in Borscht or like other filmmaking collectors, I'm like, damn, oh, that's cool though. Yeah, they yeah. have fun ass And they don't lives. have to go on stage <laughs> and do the jokes, tell jokes and stuff. Yeah. I think um, film scenes, filmmakers make no films in my <laughs> experience. Like people who are like on a film scene normally don't make films. Hell or yeah. they like work on a mean? film every like five years or something because films are stupidly expensive. People who do comedy and comedy videos, like if you want to do comedy videos, like you're on Twitter making sort of like TikTok style Twitter videos. I think that Simple Town is like into cinema. You know, and cinema is sort of a dead art to a certain degree, you know, like it's like slowly people are making films to like so that they can be seen in China and shit, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like cinema had this very exciting time before where, like, there were more budgets to do, like, When Harry Met Sally. Like, when, who the fuck is making When Harry Met Sally today? So it's like, I feel like that's sort of done. Well, it's funny because we have... I don't know if I said anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. And, uh, we have an opposite perspective, or at least I have an opposite perspective on it, which is that, like, when I was 15 to 20 my thing was like, oh, I guess I want to make television because that's what's really interesting right now and where, like, all the money is and you can really explore and do dangerous, cool, interesting, innovative stuff. And now I feel like tel that's not what television is. The, 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 the world of television being interesting has passed. That was 10 years ago. And now what people are back to, like, grinding at is and if you want to make really interesting work, you make like in indie films and then and then get it, distributed. Hot take. Get it distributed well yeah. also hot take see so this question of like oh borscht broke up and then not, we knew about all these people and i think there's a broader thing that maybe we've noticed which is that like and i know when we went to la people were saying this to us but it's like there's this like explosion in screenings like I there's a lot of screenings in new york here too, and i think that's i think that's borscht i think that's borscht mm -hmm. inspired yeah and i think I've been I think that's half of the reason why we're like kind of interested in making more videos now what which is just to say that like there is kind of a a move to making video making like not so lonely or or <laughs> something about like making a scene out of videos it does yeah, feel, yeah. it does feel like a Here's moment like something is happening yeah, yeah, that's yeah. different than before maybe I don't know I think it has to do with festivals specifically and is that like festivals have this like it has to do with festivals and white people making movies like mm. ultimately to get racial and political like people with privilege will make movies festivals that have like a specific quota of who they want to be 
front-facing because festivals very similar to art institutions have completely failed. Uh, thank you so much for this banana. <laughs> have completely failed people of color historically. So now they have this like moment where they're like, let's we're gonna screen like films of like people of color and it's just like this festival thing where they're like cutting their veins like trying to find this work <laughs> instead of funding it even like it's yeah, not like they have yeah. like a good like from what i know You're there's right. few festivals that have actually like good like reach out to fund movies but instead it's like you do it all yeah it's like it good luck doing that out. we will yeah. screen it <laughs> and then people who are making films sort of uh their festivals will never be like yo let's choose this like completely white audience to because just in general, it doesn't fit the the agenda that the festival has to sort of like do their own reparations vibes. I'm like very much talking. So you're saying out all, of these my ass, but like all these screenings are overflow white people who are like they don't know where to go. Yeah, they're like, saying. where the fuck do I screen my movie? Because Sundance doesn't want to screen it, and it can be for two reasons. It can be because your work is shit, which is completely normal, <laughs> or because. Um, or because you don't fit the agenda that the festival is trying to like complete. I don't think that festivals know how to, I don't think like festivals in general know how to commission this work um, or find this work. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on festivals. I do think that people are doing their own screenings because festivals are not screening their work anymore. Hmm. It's my, my hot take on that. Mm. That's a that's an interesting take. Yeah, anybody wants to call me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander thinks there's bad festivals. So many bad festivals, too. Ultimately, festivals are also boring as fuck. Like, you really want to sit through, like, more than five short films? No. Mm. You want to travel screening? the country? But a screening? And it's It's vibey? also boring as and fuck. It's like, people and are doing five some DJs stupid after? screenings. <laughs> that's cool that's cool okay, wait, after stand-ups okay, in between every single video yeah. i've been to so many screenings where people are like we're about to show 20 pieces i'm just like dude fuck you yeah fuck up. you do you think part of the problem is also there's just too many videos i, I don't know what the problem <laughs> is i like i myself stopped i was very involved in film and i sort of stopped making films like in 2018 i don't miss them that much that's my take well, on it. Well, okay, so... I don't miss watching them. I don't miss making miss them. miss setting up the C-stands. So now we're going to transition into Pedro's next thing. Yes. But... Wait, oh, wait. But I was going to say that I wonder... I don't know. You know, it's like moments... Uh, cultural moments are the confluence of different uh, little rivers coming together into no, one big river. No, yes. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little... There's no little, little rivers, rivers that come together into <laughs> one big river. Um, and through the power of interpretation, we can... Uh, uh, elucidate what that big river is, and and so on one hand you have this thing, this what some what you're suggesting is a sort of breakdown of like the the festival, uh, I don't know system or like the. I feel the, like I'm trying to go Brad Trammell art world in the film world. So, but then conversely, I think we've have, I don't know. There is, I do think there's something happening with TV as well, where I think television is has. It's kind of what we were talking about the last episode, but it's like the more money and the more volume, the more money that there is in industry and the more volume that it produces, the less interesting that work will be, the less experimental that work will be. And I was reading, I wish I could do more than simply paraphrase, but I was reading about Netflix yesterday and how like part of the reason that they kind of exploded was like they became kind of top heavy where they were making seasons like all at once. And so it was really hard to change 
course on the ship because you had to make so much stuff that people could watch in one day that like by the time you wanted to make some decision like your whole next year had already been made it was something like that it, it had to do with like the volume of work that they were producing um which is all just to say that like i wonder that's another reason maybe why when movies are back or why movies could be back which is that like something's breaking down with like the streaming model i don't know i'm i'm also sort of i think i think doing, that makes sense yeah like doing some really has thin sliced like if people are not in it for the business, like there's always gonna be some sick fuck that's about to like write some beautiful shit, you know, and like just sort of be like, I gotta make this movie, and then it takes them five years of their lives, and it half kills them, and then yeah, you do see an amazing film. I guess all I'm saying is that from the business perspective, maybe it's like cheaper to just make one movie that's like a little shitty. It's sort of like a VOD, video on demand movie, you know. But it is an easier way to kind of test drive a, a thing or to get a, an audience than to make like a whole series that's, you know, that people aren't going to watch. That makes sense. Dude, a film like, I watched Night of the Living Day, Night of the Living Dead. Sure. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Just a fire ass movie. I'm just like, damn, let's go movies, you know. So you know. aren't tired of movies. You're contradicting yourself. I, I love to do that to myself. I don't know if I'm tired of movies, you know. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how I feel about them. I feel like... I don't know. You like you guys are hype on movies. It seems like you just literally went to Texas to make one. I know, <laughs> it, and I for a month. I had a weird experience where I was like, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot, but is this really worth my studying so intensively? Like how movies are made, because it was pretty intense. Um, and I producing is hardcore. It's really hardcore, and I just in the end, it wasn't like I saved even like a single human life or anything, you know. And I like <laughs> gave it everything that I had. Like you could also be a nurse, a nurse, yeah, which is like exactly. such a double. Well, you yeah. don't you don't save the life until the movie comes out that's and it speaks right. to somebody. That's so. right. That's right. But that's I did beautiful. have this feeling of like. Wow, I'm working really hard at this and I'm learning a lot of like really esoteric stuff about how producing works for different types of films and platforms. Now I'm doing something with Hulu and I'm learning about that, but it's like, what well, do I want to learn about how you produce a short for Hulu? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure. I don't love, I'm not a big uh, narrative movie person, so. Are you hype on movies, Sam? You kind of are, low key. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hype on just like making the work that I want to make. Exactly. I, I think I, I think there is a thing to acknowledge, at least in my perspective, where it's like, well, you know, you do comedy for like five, seven years and then you like turn 30 and suddenly you and all your friends are interested in making movies. And it's like, well, you don't look as good. It's and you because can't. <laughs> you, you know, it's because like none of you got TV jobs and you like you can't make it as a stand up comedian and you still want to make work. And so obviously it feels like movies are on the up because you and all your friends are like self-funding these indie features self funding you know <laughs> so like that's that's obviously like a perspective that i have to like own is just like where i am at in my like stage of life but i too also feel like that the the like golden age of tv which is a story that tv told about itself in like the 2010s and 2015s is over. Um, the 2015s. And 2015s, yeah. The, that beautiful 2015. <laughs> that beautiful decade. <laughs> beautiful, yeah. Um, and I think, too, that, that... I did, like, Hacks. Have you guys seen Hacks? 
I haven't seen I haven't it. Seen it. I want to. I, I love You're talking it. shit about TV. You haven't seen <laughs> Hacks. Yeah, I want to see. Yo, Hacks yeah. rocks. I've seen two episodes. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't yeah. say that I have. Well, I watched Barry, and I I kind of like Barry. I season Barry. three, though. Did you like season three? Because people are lukewarm about season three. I'm watching it. Oh, <laughs> Sam's breaking my heart. Says Alex. Um, Sam, uh, Alex gets really sensitive about her episodes. Who, he Alex? Said, he said he listened to our last episode and bum- bummed him out. Albert Blimp is Alex. Albert is Alex. <laughs> oh, what was the last episode? The last episode was, was the one where I had to call you. Where I was, yeah, yeah me and Peter talked. Dude, I was so sad Lina, about animation. Joe, shout out Lena, my freaking girlfriend. I love you I so wish she much. could be on the pod. We were yeah. going to have... She wants to come. She wants to yeah. come. She's coming soon. She'd be a good, she'd be a good guest. Um, uh, she was like, she heard the podcast and was like, you got to call Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Felipe, how are you? Yeah, yeah. But uh, wait, so finish. Oh, I guess a final thing that I think is interesting is that the the that's sweet that she said that. Your story <laughs> about how like a festival that has like a complete inability to like incorporate p- people of color's work into it, and yet still that's sort such of a hot take too. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But still, sort it's of like idea. um, there's a the, it creates a like a story that of uh, from all these white men that they're like, oh, I'm not. I'm now no longer can like get into the festival circuit or whatever. It's funny because I think there's a similar story that white people, white guys have about comedy where like, Oh, in the desire to make like diverse shows and have shows that represent more than just like white male perspectives, it's created entire comedy scenes like Legion of Skanks or whatever that are like based around people, white men who feel angry and alienated from the comedy world. I think screenings are relatively within that, regardless of how blue-peeled or, like, how, regardless of how, like, not even blue-peeled, but regardless of how really... Um, woke? Woke they can be. Plus, there's also some screenings of done by amazing people of color in general, which is, that's also another genre. Um, wait... I was gonna. I was fuck. I lost it. I okay. started saying something else so and I lost you it. You wanted to transition into what they're yes. doing now. So oh, I, so after I was. I guess I was gonna say that personally. I'm not that hype on films. I don't know what I'm hype on right now. I don't know That's what I'm hype I wanted. On to, I wanted to leave it. I just wanted to put that on the record. I don't know what I'm hype about. I like maybe cartoons, but like not even. I don't even know what's cool. No, we cartoons. talked about how cartoons fucking died. Yeah. I'm getting a party bus together for Scanfest. Yeah, let's go, Joe. A party. I'm hype on um, party buses. I'm <laughs> just I'm hype on parties, and I'm hype on reggaeton in Miami. Wait, are you? That g- there's a party tonight that you should talk. Oh, about. guys, oh, yeah. everybody, come to my NFT party tonight. There's an open bar for two hours. And if you're an AdWord holder, a.k.a. Sam Lanier, you drink for free all night. Holy wow. shit. I can't Holy so fucking fuck. shit. What the to fuck? Get this drunk. is so fucked. Sam has a Samskara because I told him that there was like a giveaway happening. Yeah. And then he like tagged three friends or whatever. But I really wanted one, but I didn't want to do it because I was like, oh, there's going to be no. one in our friend group already. I shouldn't also get one. I you should have. I should mindset. have. I just should have. have. I felt so stupid. I got that shark mindset, Sarah. And then you got it. <laughs> you sniped me. That's yeah. why your face is in the dirt. NFTs are heavily stupid wait a big mistake but but i am i think i'm hype in it for a couple reasons look my friend us who's an nft haver and an nft winner is here hi us i hope i see you tonight at this party where's the party (laughs) 
Can you say or no? Yes, yes, of course. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like look for it because I don't All know. All right. Well, I'll set you. I'm gonna set you up for you, the, your next party. What I was biography. gonna say though is that you think I was gonna talk about NFTs, but Pedro did music for a long ass time. Oh, okay. So like yeah, I, w- and that was your thing for a minute. But what happened? You were doing music. Music, music is still my thing. Here's a problem about having a thing and caring about it. It's difficult to to go through with it because I am a person that needs money. Heavily, I'm always thinking about money, and the music is not where the money is, sadly. Mm. And I need money to do things, and I hated working so much. Yeah. I was a mu- as I was a museum security guard. It <laughs> went so badly. Where were museums? I was so high. What museum? So At the ICA Miami. I have an amazing picture of my ass in the. I'm gonna post it today. Fuck <laughs> it. I have a picture of my ass in the Jayo Kusama pumpkin room oh, you guys yeah. know those yeah, rooms yeah, with yeah, the yeah, mirrors i have a picture <laughs> of my ass just like straight up like this selfie of my ass on the yayokusama room my supervisor comes into the room and he's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> really in the moment that you took the photo yes, of your ass and i was just like i'm taking a picture of my ass in the yayokusama room what did your supervisor say then she sort of laughed uncomfortably i feel so sorry that she saw that <laughs> <laughs> And but no one could fire me because I gave tours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gave tours, so nobody can fire you then. Well, I worked mm. at the ICA in Philadelphia, and oh my god, twins! Yeah, they had a little train that could drive you around some of the gallery rooms, and I would That's drive so the cool. train. Yeah, it was like a ride-on <laughs> train, and I would sit in the front. People love the train. The art, you know, people were like, "Meh," you know, take it or leave it. But people, people love, love the train. the train. They were only allowed to ride it once, and that really upset people. Yeah, they were like, so. "What?" Yeah. <laughs> Um, Wait, my party is... I really want people to go to my party. So it is at 123 Washington, Washington Street, New York, New York. 123 Washington Street, New That's York, That's easy York. to remember. You can remember it like this. 123. And an American Washington president. Street. And New York, New York. So it's not in Buffalo, New York. It's not in Albany, no, no, no. New York. It's New not York, it's in New York. New York. Think of the first three numbers. New York One, City, two, New York State. And our first president. Washington Street. Yes. New York, New York. Done. Ad Worlds. At World Party. Guys, it's going to be fun. So and and some people drink for free. You, you guys can drink for free for two hours. How many Samskara holders do we got in the chat? At least one. At least one. Us, us is a Samskara so holder. Us is a really cool artist. Did you help plan the party or that's not part of your job? I did not plan the party. I just make the art. Cool. I, I did plan it a little bit. I have a call about this in... A, in I actually have it at 10, so I miss, I'm missing this call right <laughs> what's now. What's the call going to be? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> the call was going to be like, what's the playlist? Uh, no, there's should actually, we do a, there's actually really playlist? big DJs on it. So like the people that I did this NFT with are cloudy in my, in my eyes. Wait, is there a special guest or a special a surprise <laughs> DJ? We're trying to bring this rapper that I love, uh, but I don't think he's actually... Kendrick yeah. Lamar? Uh, we're trying to bring Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Because Gabby, no, this guy four five four, he might come, oh. but I don't think he's coming. Is that okay. Lena in the chat? So, good morning? so, so, guys, so yes, I love you. High school, he made he made the the movie he got canceled for because he used <laughs> he used Japanese <laughs> uh, uh, text. Soft canceled. Yeah, soft canceled. I've never College. He he meets Felipe. He goes to Starla after <laughs> after college. <laughs> He goes to Borscht. He's working at the ICA. He's making yo. Oi. 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 He's Bro, making oi. That's like outside of the Brooklyn Museum. Cha-cha and cha-cha. And then he's making music as well. Borscht dissolves for a, a reason that we can't explain now, but Pedro will... If you call Pedro, he'll explain it to you. Then Pedro 
gets up, he packs everything he owns into a car, and he moves to L.A. I do it on a flight. I go Every, on a flight. All his dreams he puts into one suitcase, and he goes to L.A., and he jumps headfirst into the NFT world. It's straight up. How you, like how you, what how the hell? What happens when you get to LA and yeah. you jump headfirst in the NFT world? Well, I'm just making videos in LA for a while. I'm very broke. I keep calling Felipe to be like, why don't I have a job? Like, <laughs> I really need to be employed. Uh, but I just make art for people and art for musicians. And then at some point, these guys who own a cat, a savannah cat. Do you guys know that animal? My so. friend owns a cat. But not a savannah cat. A savannah cat? Are we talking a real cat? It's like, it's like a lion. It's like a little lion. Oh, wow. like oh, a real, I like see. exotic. Wow. It's like a big cat, like, like yeah. an exotic big cat. cat. But it's a small one because it's like sure. It's a lince. Ah, okay. How do you call that? A lynx. Lynx. A lynx. Oh, fuck, it's not that. It's like a Pokemon. It looks like a Pokemon. That should Pokemon look like a Pokemon. Pokemon is real. But just to be animal. clear, this is re- a real cat. Animal this isn't an NFT that these yeah. people in Miami own. So, okay. okay, so these people are well known in Miami for Striker. owning Striker. Striker the cat. I know people follow him on TikTok. He's fucking famous as fuck. So, so these people are are are. It's important that they own a lynx. They call me, and they're like, "We want you to design an NFT for us." How do I'm they like, know you? From, inst- from me making stupid shit for other artists. They just know who I am somehow. Copy. Through Instagram, I get this call. They're like, we want you to design this NFT for Striker the Cat. We have 8 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> Would 40K be enough for you? Wow. And, and you just, said, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, they're like, do you want to do NFTs? I'm like, I'm not interested in NFTs. NFTs are extremely stupid. Like, fuck you for even calling me for this. And they're like, well, the budget is 40K. And I'm just like, okay, see you tomorrow. I will start <laughs> making some drafts. Yeah, they say uh, the budget is 40K. Will that be okay for you? And you're like, oh, I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, I 3D model for like two weeks. And they're like, this cat looks like clay. He doesn't look like the cat. Have you followed the TikTok? <laughs> like, this guy has such a specific art direction that he wants to go with. That's extremely different for whatever art that I can make. And I lose the 40K. They do not give me even $100. This guy's just fuck? like, what? This guy's just like, I'll take you to dinner when you're in Miami. And I'm just like, I've never hated someone that much. You made it. But you I'm made still it? sucking dick. I'm just like, yeah, I would love to go to dinner with you, bro. Wow. Like, you made it look fuck? like N64 and he wanted it to look like Elden Ring. Exactly. Damn. Literally that. Damn. You and made it look really like Jet Set Radio and, and he wanted it to look hard like hard uh, to do. I was the first person on Lena's Instagram who was anti NFT. Yeah. I was public about it. I was just totally. like, you guys are doing NFTs. Fuck you. Like, wow. Because it takes a lot of energy. So, yes, of course, it's bad for the environment. It is bad for the environment. So, you, then you became publicly like, yeah, I'm doing NFTs. Fuck you. Don't say shit about well, it. Which I thought was cool. I. Here's the thing. I was going through this period of my life where I could not afford the, ethi- the college ethics that I had. And it just became extremely clear to me yeah, that if, if, I, if I, Pedro, had to like be alive doing art, I was going to have to make a couple compromises. And I am not proud of that. I really dislike that. I, uh, but there was a couple... I bought teeth for... I'm so excited that I'm saying this at a podcast. I bought teeth for my grandmother... I paid rent for my mother for a couple day for a couple months. Is the type of shit that's just like, you know, totally. where your ethics are at. Like, bro, like pay for your mother's fucking rent, you know, and then let's talk. And and um, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that yet, but I I made my choices, you know. 
Yeah. Wait, so what? so wait, they, you make the links. They go, this looks like they, <laughs> How the fuck like did clay. you make money, though? Come get, <laughs> come get dinner, and then what? Uh, Yeah, wait, plus, he invited me for lunch, not dinner, which is <laughs> um, And then this guy named Santangelo, who is the person that I'm working with currently, called me and was just like, hey, I really like your art. Let's make an NFT together. I was sort of ghosted him for a while because I was doing music videos for Beshkin who also has a cool event going on tonight. Oh, fuck. Too many events. Too many events. And then... Um, oh, is tonight the new jazz thing? Yeah. Oh, cool. I sort of want to... I don't know if I can go, but I want to My go. friend's going to that, and she invited me. It's cool. It's going to be cool. Yeah, new jazz is a cool thing. She invited me, and I said I have to go to AdWorld. You should try to go to both. There's these people who are puppeteers from Puerto Rico, and they're doing a show today. Who you guys were going to get at, uh, uh, at Life World. Crossio. Oh, yo, those, yeah. those people are they so are cool. Amazing. Those are the true artists. I love them so much. Yeah, and when I see them, I'm like, why aren't there like a thousand other artists like this? Because what they're doing seems so fun and exciting, and everybody who watches it loves it. I mean, I guess because it's difficult to do, but... It's yeah, they're the real deal. I've heard, yeah. like, I have some friends that went to Puerto Rico, and they knew them from Miami, and they just, like, came up on, like, a like a boss like a colored boss like these people leave the art that they're making they just like picked my friends up in this like giant bus and then they just took them like up to like the puerto rican like fucking vibe town and they just partied until like six in the morning and they were just dancing and drinking in the streets and i'm just like wow like that's the that's the true art mm. what the fuck we're doing in new york is larping it's true is my take it's true I really look up to them. They rock. So if you yeah, guys are real. in New York, fuck my event. Go go see these guys. <laughs> but after that, come drink for free for two hours. Will I be able to drink for free at the Ponce Leon event? <laughs> no. Samskara? No, you don't. I I'll, wish I'll buy I you a drink, though. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, I'll cool. buy Felipe a drink. So, so you get snubbed by this guy who because you can't make the links the right way. Yeah. What happens next? I work like a fucking horse in this like art project. I meet this guy named Mackley who I was trying to get this cat that I made for 40k that costed zero and I was just like I need to find a team to sell this cat. Oh, I remember when you were doing that was before AdWorld you were that doing was these cat World, little yeah. cats. I was trying to I was trying to sell this cat and uh, it just didn't it just didn't f come through but I I had this sense that there was stupid amount of money for stupidly looking art <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> I can totally make something good here. Yeah. And I work hard for it and I and I got it. So you were the you were the creative director of AdWorld. I was the creative director slash the person who was sitting behind the computer just freaking. You made up. You didn't have people working teams. under you. I had two people. And they were modeling with you. Yeah, for like two days though. Like I did most of the stuff. Josh did really cool models for AdWorld. Oh, cool. And this person called Kaiju, Super Kaiju on Instagram, did a couple of cool models Very as well. Cool. So you link up with AdWorld and you become the creative director. And, and what is AdWorld? AdWorld is a digital art project that happens to be an NFT. I like my take on NFTs is that they're just like a funding method as dirty as whoever the fuck gives money to museums and galleries anyways. Um, whatever. AdWorld is just this sort of like fake video game where like a lot of my art lives. There's videos around it. There's music around it that's really good. Um, and when you buy into it, you get the Samskara, and then you make that into... A yeah, character. you would buy this digital jewelry called a Samskara that's connected to some little story. Each little Samskara is connected to like a little story. And then that becomes a character creator, which is 
different to NFTs. Like NFTs, you get like the monkey with the crazy eyes and shit. And my NFT, you could go into this website with original music <laughs> where you could make your own sort of character based on the pieces that me and two other artists made. And then once you make that little character that gets minted as an NFT? Yeah, that's rendered. This guy that worked in Call of Duty made this code to render 300, 3,333 animations. Wow. So I honestly think this is cool. Wait, what do you mean yeah, animations? Yeah, like cool. you make your character and then it's like Mixamo, like it can do all the different things? Not like Mixamo, just like there's like a, I did a walking cycle, a Mixamo walking cycle, but I did this sort of like 12 worlds where these characters can walk. Depending on your samskara, you get like a specific walk. So then when you make your character, depending on your samskara, you'll get like a little video of this character doing different shit. Just one thing walking. And that's and that's your NFT. And that's that your painting. That's the painting that you bought. Okay, can you put it on as your uh, profile picture on Twitter? You could. It's not a profile picture project, though. I see. <laughs> it's not that kind of thing. It's not a milady. Um, why couldn't? Why wouldn't it be? Because it's because it's not a PFP project. That's the PFP project is a kind it, of thing that genre. you are not. It's a genre. Oh, I see. I, I like PFP projects. I owe a, I own a couple PFP projects, but I did not make a PFP project. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You've done Guys, get into NFTs. This is the perfect time to questions. actually not get into NFTs. The <laughs> fucking market crashed like it's nobody's business. I was rich for like a month. That's no more. But but you don't but you still have some stuff. I have money, yes. I again, I had no money for a while, so I definitely have money now. Are you holding? I, I got Postmates, and I Ubered here, <laughs> and then I got Postmates. Are you holding on for dear life, or are you gonna cash out? I cashed out already. I you wish I had out. cashed out before. Yeah, I had course, this. Sure I had right. I, I had this moment where I was just like, the U.S. dollar is about to crash, and I'm I'm about to have Ethereum. That was stupid. Mm. In hindsight, that could happen still. <laughs> that could yeah. The, I could. Yeah. The Ethereum could crash, and now that I have a U.S. dollar, it could also crash. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it seems like everything's kind of crashing. No, it's like, is it related? Yeah, that's it's what connected? I'm hearing. Can't think about it. It is too connected. Much. It has to be. We've been talking about the Great Recession on this podcast for a while. I know. Now. Yeah. And Sam, all, you know, you know, we laugh at the at the NFT holders, but we're we're holding our own kind of crap dollar. called ETFs. Yeah. Index funds and those guys are also pretty bad. Yeah. I've, I've lost a lot of They're money that I was what the fuck is it in my Roth IRA, yeah. all that stuff. Well, I was gonna say with the ad world stuff, you've done such a good job um, promoting it. Where like when it was the ad world fashion show day, I knew for days. You I knew was, that like, it was happening. Up. Right? Yeah, <laughs> days a day. Ad world oh, fashion guys, marketing go. sucks, but sh- you gotta do it. Like <laughs> you if you, you want to do something, like you sort of have. You have well, to market yeah. it. Well, it's funny because I was talking to another guy in a different friend group who's, who's also wait, wait. in my girlfriend's <laughs> friend group who, who works in the NFT world. And he was saying that like... Did he know about Adworld? He did. He knew you. <gasps> um, and he was what? like... The thing about NFTs is that you... It's really important. They're only worth as much as like the community around them that is excited about the NFTs. So if you want your NFT to really kick off or you want to invest in an NFT that feels safe, you should pick an NFT community that seems really active and has like a big, I don't know if they call it a user base, but he's like, that's why there's so much pressure and like energy put towards like people participating on the discords of like of nft projects and people tweeting about nft projects and and getting other people to like tweet about it as well as because what it creates is the sense of 
oh, this is a community of people that has like a big backing behind it, and therefore it's a safe investment. Is that is that right? That's accurate. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. accurate. And we do have a pretty active Discord. Join the Discord. It's I think it's in my bio. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it is like a funny feedback loop, right? Because if you're on the Discord, presumably you've invested. And so you're invested in the community being lit. And so you're both participating in the community to safeguard your own investment. There's like, uh, it's like, and everybody's like, I fucking love this. Like everybody's like having a good ass time. Yeah. So that to create the feeling of like that it's Other lit. people want It's things. true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a sense, the stock market's the same. You know, it, it's a similar... A, a similar concept, but at a larger scale. Same right? with same with art in general and painting. Like, dude, right. people keep fucking making mocks of Basquiat. You know, like here, exactly. Here's the Basquiat shirt with Juniqlo. It's just like <laughs> there's this whole sort of like an evangelism to to art in general. Right. Of just like oh Pollock, you know, Pollock is good, and it's just to safe keep these people's investment. Right, but the difference is that with with institutional art, you have the institutions that create the the that sort of like decide who is important and who will be a good investment to make they're the ones who tell you like this is an important artist so museums having retrospectives they they're telling investors like this is a person who who you can invest in whereas nfts don't yet have that we, so instead we don't yet have that and the bet of someone like joshua citarella which is another podcast person is that nfts will look for institutional support mm. because we, we we are yet to have that and it is one of my bets like or a dream of mine is that because i've sold this amount of digital art i would love a gallery to be like we'll show pedro's work right because institutional support would not will not would be pretty good for me right but it comes with trade-offs because i remember hearing someone saying that for crypto people their their big contradiction is they want they want like to kind of be absorbed into these like financial institutions so that like big banks or big investment funds will invest in crypto. But in order to do that, they would have to accept all sorts of regulation that doesn't benefit them because it being less regulated is, is a plus. It makes it so you can actually kind of make more money. Obviously, it's more dangerous and more volatile, but I, it seems to me like that's the same kind of trade off where it's like it's good that they don't have institutional support because it you can have like greater sums of money and potentially like potentially even like bigger scams or bigger like you know it's like a little more fast and loose easier to entry whereas when you have the institutional support you get both the stability but also you lose the like easy barrier to entry and suddenly you have gatekeepers again and the whole thing about nfts like it's not going to be gatekeepers like <laughs> anyone could do it and it's like so that's sort of there's the a, there's a couple of stuff that should be gatekeep in that world fucking ugly ass shit you know but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm ultimately not a crypto person. Like, I have no sort of hot take on crypto. I just want to keep making art and I, and I want to be comfortable. I, I hated being uncomfortable. So that's just my my very simple human take today. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah this is how I feel. I feel obsessed with money. I Maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but I feel like I hate money so much. And that's made it like, if you love something, you're obsessed with it. If you hate something, you're obsessed with it. And I'm, I think about it all the time. You're thinking about money all the time? All the time. Both just like me having money, not in terms of like even getting rich or anything, but just like having enough money. And then also like, how are my friends going to get money? Like I'm just looking down the line totally. and I'm like, everybody's got their fucking projects and they're only going to need more and more money for it all the time. Because like what was enough last year of someone like reaching out and being like, oh, here's a couple thousand dollars to make a short film. Another 10 years, that'll be nothing. Yeah. So it's just like... Whoa. 
Yeah. Yeah. And totally. I'm just looking Money at the future being like, and you know, where's it going to come you from? You know what's so funny? It's like talking about NFTs, like, oh, you know, you're making an investment uh, in, in a community or whether or not it's, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, m- there's like a material thing that's backing it or whether it's ephemeral or whatever. And it's like, and we're investing in this dumb thing which is like a podcast that we haven't even monetized that like you know we do every totally week. i even like felt you know while i was away i've like on the texas trip i had so much going on on my phone with just like posting on the life world account and like answering yeah. random emails and my friends and i was like wow i have to stay really personally invested in all of that mattering because it's so much of my life yeah and like we're all just living under these illusions that this has value or this matters to me or this is important and i felt kind of a shakiness where i was like damn if i just like get depressed or decide i don't really give a Talk about my little scene life in New York. The, mar- gone, yeah. the market gone. crashes. The market, <laughs> market in your heart, heart crashes yeah. and goes to zero. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's stressful. Yeah, I've even thought about trying to institutionalize life world as a way to just be like, we got to get money from somewhere. I just don't know where money is going to come from in my life. So yeah, you should definitely up. get some uh, grant. Yeah, exactly. Some little grant yeah. money. Or but you got to. But before you get a grant, you got to put the address to life world on the <laughs> website. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> has to stay secret. Can't be done before. Yeah. I think that's the sadness of our generation of artists is that there's no underground. I feel like there's just no underground because, and for I love this. I've read this somewhere. It's just like no one. When was the last time you guys told someone like, oh, like fuck you, you sold out. Never. Our generation never used that because it's a given that you're going to have to take money from some fucking random ass shit. Like, there's not enough, like, the cost of everything is so expensive. There's not enough to just sort of be like, fuck it, I work here two days and I actually hate the job and just, like, I'm going to be stoned the rest and just make noise music. Like, I really think that that's mad difficult. Like, I don't know who's doing that. I did that for a while in Miami. I suffered. Well, I and I was in a very I had my mom's house I remember when 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 we were at RISD I remember for instance you're talking about Fort Thunder and like reading about Fort Thunder I mean like that shit was so cool and obviously that was the beginning of the gentrification of Providence but like even you know by the time we were at RISD we had this visiting professor who's Christy Caracas the guy who did Super oh, Jail and he was like when I went to school like it's just like it was like dirtier and everyone was like way freakier and he's like everything's like really corpo now and I think it's true and it, it sort of corresponds to the yeah. how expensive like private education gets and how this art school that like maybe in the 90s or 80s was like easier to go to was like it's so yeah. prohibitively expensive that kind of person that goes is like totally. not looking to be weird and crusty and yeah whatever. someone I, from yeah. Rizzi hit me up to make an nft at some point and i was just like who in fucking school bro no, like what the fuck that's gross oh like a student a student yeah student was like oh we're gonna do this like nft like collection and we're gonna sell students work and i was just like oh dude like i hate that you're doing this right now like mm. yeah at least do the <laughs> at least do your dream first i hope starla does an nft <laughs> yeah, yeah starla should make an nft yeah i'll if anyone from starla listening i'll fucking help you i'll make you 200k yeah <laughs> well it's also funny that like i always think about this about like living in new york the rent is really high and that's like one of the most prohibited parts of everyone's lives but nobody i know like lives in a room with bunk beds or something or like you know like black flag just like lived in a backstage room at the church where they would perform at that was just like a closet with a bed in it um nobody i know is like does that kind of thing and like living and being kind of like broke in new york means you live in like a corporate looking apartment that has like those weird handle doorknobs instead of the round ones (laughs) and like um it's really like systematized and this looks like you yeah you live inside of a robot or something but it doesn't actually look like grungy or chaotic 
Um, because there's a certain like I didn't I don't know like aesthetic lifestyle that everybody lives that's like well I still have to have my own room though I would never have a roommate you know yeah in my bedroom I've seen people I've like, been there are I've, some I've been in people's houses <laughs> it, like apartments in New York City and it's like um, uh, you know it's bunk beds and stuff but also too like landlords want to jack up the price of stuff so much that they will take a tiny space. And like lipstick it over, like they will yeah. put, they will make it that corporate looking thing, so they can add like three hundred dollars worth of yeah, rent yeah, to it. Yeah. So there's no incentive to like have a crusty space as a landlord and then just like rent it out to people. You, what you want to do is just like make it this shitty place look as nice looking as possible, and then that is then like really still more expensive, but still like bottom tier of the yeah, market. Yeah, well, yeah. it's interesting right. that the one place in New York that now has any like. Uh, what do you call it like heat or that like people are talking about which is this like downtown dime square scene it's like very expensive and it's like rich people who are doing it it's not a crusty scene of like you know people who live in the back of a church it's like quite wealthy people am I wrong about this I think that's true ultimately anybody that moved from to New York like if you're not from here you definitely are pretty insane or (laughs) you have some help from your parents it might take. Because um, when I was in LA, I was just like, damn, this was an insane move. Like, I should have not done this. Mm. The moment I moved away from my mom's house, I was oh. like, this is a big mistake. Why I don't made. you just move to New York? Because I live in LA. <laughs> I, have a, I rented a house <laughs> well, for a year. you should move here. You and Lena should move here. I, I'll think about it. To be honest, I like New York City. Um, Sick. I, I rented, the house I rented, when I, had, when I had money, I paid my rent for a year. So I'm relatively trapped in a beautiful house in LA for the next nine months. Mm. I'm ex- and I'm excited. Sick. We're coming up on the end. We are coming up on the end. Mm, I have a lot of more shit to talk about. Well, it was, <laughs> it really, it was the best part of the conversation. The last time we got, we got into it. Yeah. I thought. That's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes it's at the beginning though. It's true. And sometimes you lose it. So it's better to get there. You know, than the Do you guys feel like you're good and you don't have anything left to say? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. When do you go back to LA? I'll be back in LA Friday for anybody there that misses me. Lena. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Guys, thanks so much for having me. Anyone that's listening, sorry if I was too big of a presence. <laughs> I've been no, there dude. before. Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, I'm talking to I'm talking to me as the listener, I you know, see, like I see. I hate I've hated other people here too, but here I am, you know, being present, being alive. Uh, help your parents talk to them more, even if they're sucking. Like, mm. like try it out. Just mm. try it out. And that's if I live. That's what I would live with. Uh, take care of your friends. Be mm-hmm. real with them. Make sure they're not drinking too much. Drink with you know. I don't know. Those are the things Unless that are you in have my some mind. scar up, then drink. You can drink. Then drink a, lot. a fucked up. Yeah. Get into NFTs the next. If you're an artist, get into NFTs the next round. I will literally help you. Right now, Ethereum is so fucking cheap, it's sad. Uh, so there's so, sort of no money to be made, but fuck the Pedro. Albert, I think it was you who I didn't like you, who I didn't like on the pod. Wait, really? I'm going to be real, yeah. No! But you were, here's the funny thing. You were so cool, and I think that's why I didn't like you, is just because it was like, who the fuck is this guy? He's so confident around these people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, those are my friends. Yeah, yeah we're celebrities. You should, you should be scared. <laughs> <when you're doing laughs> <this>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Albert. I'm going to go back, listen to your episode, and give Damn. you some love. 
Let's hang Alex. out, bro. Come to my Much party. Love. You drink for free as well. Psych. Uh, <laughs> donate to Ian's fundraiser for yes. his movie about his grandma's alien abduction. <laughs> check, check what? <laughs> check. Go to uh, Will Needman's Twitter because he says who you should vote for to keep socialists uh, yep. in power in yep. the state. And check, so. check to see because there's. Vo- I didn't even know there was voting coming up. There's Guys, voting I got a vote. I'm literally American now. I love. When being, did you naturalize? Like. During the pandemic. Oh my god! Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. I love being not American during the conflicts because I would just talk shit. I'd be like, I would vote for this guy. <laughs> the moment that I like, I called. So you couldn't even like, vote during the last two elections? No, I couldn't vote. Whoa. I could not vote. Uh, but they sent me. They sent me my ballot or whatever the fuck to like register, and I like looked at it and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. No, you, but you, I, I might. Guys, I might. If somebody calls me from LA and it's like, vote for this person, I might. Um, I'm gonna be. That. Call Pedro. I'm gonna be on Big I'm Milk tomorrow. Him. What is Read, that? It's a show where they get comic, they get comedians, and also people who make comics. And I'm gonna be reading Little Edies, and I might be showing. It's <sighs> so cool. My Little Edie animation that I'm working on. Stop. Oh, cool. So Stop. What the fuck? I'm gonna be here tomorrow. You should come to it. There you go. Um, yeah, I have a ton of like little animations to show. So. All right, uh, sick. So that's tomorrow. Do you that's guys have tomorrow, to plug? but tonight we'll see you at 123 Washington Street, New York, New York. Uh-huh. Yes, come say hi. If I said anything weird, come talk to me about it. All right. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Thank you so much. Raisin Man Arena.